You're listening to DraftKings Network. Hmm. All wrong takes. Sarah, go. <laughs> God, I'm overwhelmed by how incorrect that was. That was like, the, we need the Billy Madison sound here. Like, that, you collect no points and make all the Hey everybody, this is Allison Lucan. We are back with episode six of the Too Many Men podcast, along with the wonderful Shayna Goldman. Shayna, say hi. Hi. And Sarah <laughs> and Sarah Sivian. Sarah, how are you this fine stuck indoors day? Hey all you cool cats and kittens. Um, I actually just <laughs> thought about a Shel Silverstein poem and started sobbing mid-sentence. So that was breakdown number one of the day, but um, now I'm feeling good. Like, it's, I think you can relate. Every five minutes, it's like, everything's fine. Oh, my God, everything is not fine, but everything's fine with the podcast. We're drinking. <laughs> Sarah, what, what poem was it I was going to ask you? Um, the one about um, how, like, some someday you might be flipping through these pages, and I'll hear you laughing from, and even though I can't see you, I'll be smiling along oh my but god like obviously it rhymes but that's the <laughs> <laughs> all right well um let us know what y'all's favorite shell silverstein poems are we can discuss that too um but we have evolved into an opening segment that seems rather relevant headed up by our glorious Shayna, which we are now calling officially the shit list um, and this is companies and teams that are doing it right or wrong when it comes to taking care of their team members in this time of craziness. So, Shayna, what do we got? So, we last, last week we left off with the Devils, who had layoffs and then reversed it and fixed everything. Since then, um, who did it right? It's the Coyotes. They are donating salaries of, I think, upper management to Arizona Relief Funds to deal with coronavirus. Uh, the Rangers are paying their employees through, I want to say it's May 3rd. And I think that's pretty notable. Um, obviously, there's going to be events going on at Madison Square Garden that are unrelated to sports. But you have two teams that probably weren't going to make the playoffs and probably were going to be done at some point in April, but they're making sure their employee, employees are paid through May. So that's good. And, you know, they did have layoffs at one point earlier, and they originally came out with a short-term plan, but it seems like they finalized a long-term plan that works. And on to the shit list. We have the Oilers and the Flames, who both are laying off employees. Um, the... Oilers reduced their staff and they rolled back some of the compensation for their other employees while the Flames are, I think it's 60 to layoff for 50% of their staff. As for companies doing the wrong thing, we're going to uh, have a little bit of a focus on media right now. Um, Allison and I were talking about this the other day, how important news is right now. And obviously sports news isn't, you know, what's breaking and everything going on, but it's a good distraction for people, even though there's no sports going on. But times are tough and some companies are making cuts whether they're right or wrong one of them is uh, sports illustrated uh everyone knows about well if you don't now you do uh company <laughs> <laughs> maven took over and there's been a little bit more chaos since they have and you know some controversy going on they have had some layoffs especially including some who've been with the, uh, with the company for years um the zone the has uh furloughed some employees, so has Gannett Media. Um, the Athletic paused their contributors. The LA Times has cut their print section. And the Hockey News, were, they were one of the first ones to announce cuts to their employees. And it seems like they've tried to make things right since by hiring a bunch of them back, which is what we want to see. You know, companies can fuck up. They can make mistakes. They can do the wrong things. But you can always make it right. And not every decision has to be final. It's a hard fucking time for everyone. So if you can try to make it right, you know, kudos to you. <laughs> Sarah, your thoughts on our shit list? We, we, we talk yeah. about this every day, every week now. <laughs> yeah. We do. It's just like my thoughts are basically that we're going through something that is completely unprecedented in society. So... I think a lot of companies might be panicking and 
it's just like that. I don't know if that helps anybody, but mm-hmm. I, I think like I have been loving seeing, usually when I'm like, it's cancel culture that like, I, I get mad when people kind of like pounce on certain decisions when they know nothing's going to change and it's just going to create more hostility. But I've been liking like the devils, for example, that they, um, said, Hey, we messed up. Actually, we're not going to do this anymore. And like all the pushback has actually been helping employees get their jobs back, I think. So that's been kind of like refreshing to see. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think it's, it's cool when, when people can write a wrong and are willing to like, I don't get why people sometimes aren't willing to say, geez, we screwed up. Like just say you screwed up and make it better. But that's a conversation for another day. Yeah. Uh, um, we, we also had some some choice um, other topics that and, and I don't know if it's it's cabin fever. I think everyone's getting frustrated, but there's some stuff that's just not been cool in other areas of life um, lately. And, and each of us had some different rants come up this week. And so maybe it'll help you to, to hear us express our frustration. But Sarah, I'm going to start with you since we just finished Shane's shit list. And um <laughs> Sarah literally shared something that if you're a woman for sure, and uh, there's probably a lot of men too can identify, which is the pain of waiting to get back to our maintenance culture of taking care of our hair and our nails and just things that make you feel good about yourself, whatever that is, men going to the barbershop or the stylist, I don't fucking care. But Sarah, you, you shared that and, and had to deal with, as you described it, people getting mad over quote unquote attention seeking online. So tell us your thoughts. You know what? Like this is the least of anybody's problems or concerns right now. So I feel even petty just talking about it, but it was just like, damn, this week the trolls are back on Twitter. Like I have been not, I don't know if you guys pay attention to this kind of stuff, but like, I know people think that I respond to the trolls too much, but like we've already gone over that. Um, I've been like, really good at ignoring it lately and just like it I felt like it had gone away as a result of that but I think everyone's bored now and it's like dude we're in a global pandemic and we're all like going through a lot right now like I'm gonna post a picture of myself where I look good and I do want attention I like what's what's so wrong with that I want my hair to look like it did again and right now my hair looks like the your best friend in middle school is brother who was like in a slipknot cover band. Like I, I literally look like that drummer. And um, I wanted some serotonin and validation. And that's the point of social media. Like, I'm just going to say it. Sorry that you can't, as Kanye West would say, I'm all, we're all self-conscious. I'm just the first to admit it. Yeah. Self-conscious as hell right now. Just trying to have a sense of normalcy and have people tell me I look good. God, nail me to the cross, as my mom would say. <laughs> well and and here's the here's what i can't stand and women i think fall victim to this more than men although i think well the first one i saw come back at you was as best as i could tell a, a, a person identifying as female which is like why do we as women feel the need to knock each Actually, other down i figured mm-hmm. out i figured out by deduction that that was a person's burner account that I had already blocked that was a man. So once oh, again, the fellas oh. are at it again. <laughs> God. But Too many men. <laughs> Too many men on burner like accounts on pretending to be women. But like, okay, but fine. But why, why do we have to knock down something that's beautiful? Because everyone is mean and we're salty. Insecure. I, but like, do you know what I'm saying? Like, whatever I just like why can't we realize why can't we realize that what we're what's happening is you're saying I I I feel like which is probably wrong a lot of the times too I wish I had that and so instead of saying huh I appreciate that we have to make it shitty like I just it's so fucking frustrating to me yep and like everyone everyone does that you know you can't you can't have nice things everyone has to be mad over something and like sometimes there genuinely is a reason to be mad but like I, I really do hate it when other people are just constantly tearing each other down. Like, sometimes you are douchecock and you deserve everything that you get, <laughs> yes. and it happens. Yes. But, like... And I hate, I hate social media. Things. Wait, you go. No, you go. You go. <laughs> I hate social media in that aspect because that kind of ruins the rest of interactions, right? Like, now, I don't yep. let it ruin it anymore, but, like, sometimes when somebody will call me up for something that I deserve to be called out on, I'm just like, oh, you're just one of these people that, like, are 
you already have a vendetta against me because you think I hate men or something. And it's like, no, maybe that person is actually reasonable and didn't. And like, I deserve to be called out. But it's like, it's so hard to separate it when it's like every day, five times a day, people are like being so unnecessarily just like bitter. Yes. Absolutely. Well, Sarah, I thought that both your breasts and your hair looked beautiful in the picture. Yes. Just so you know. I did too. I did too. <laughs> and nobody with one follower on Twitter or a million followers on Twitter is going to change that. Excellent. Excellent. Well, the next rant, we'll take it into our little hockey space because there, there is still hockey to be watched. You just have to find it. Um, try to watch it all. <laughs> Shayna had to deal with my meltdown on Sunday. So... NBC aired the 2018 gold medal game between the U.S. and Canadian women's hockey teams, which was it, like, when did it end? Like at 2 a.m., 3 a.m.? Yeah. It, when it was, it was live? I think it was 3 a.m. Which was an insanely amazing game. You, the U.S. Oh, yeah. wins it in a shootout so with this insane move. So I'm like so jacked. So I see this. I'm thrilled that finally someone is airing women's sports. This is fantastic. I'm promoting it. I like literally make my poor husband turn off the, what he's doing on the TV. I'm like, we're watching this game. I sit down. I'm all excited. We, game starts. They go to the first commercial break. And I look up. And the clock is now at like nine minutes left. And poor Shana was on the other end of my phone. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck is happening? Did they cut this game? And so, long story short, basically, well, Shana, you say you found the answer. What was happening? So, yeah, they gave them a two-hour time slot, which, let me start like this. NBC is playing games on NBC Sports Network. They did it all last week. And every game, including those that went to Game 7 overtimes, had a two-hour slot. We do know that. Here's the issue. How many times since those Game 7s have aired have you seen them on NBC or on NHL Network. A fuck ton of times. How many times have you seen this specific game since it aired? Probably not many. And how many times do you see women's hockey on TV? Better yet, on national TV, on channel fucking four at Sunday when everyone is home quarantined. It's a completely different situation. So yes, you cut it down to two hours. It should have been two and a half hours because it was a full 20 minute overtime. So now you're fitting four 20 minute periods in. I understand some cutting. But, like, it was a gut job. And not only that, this isn't one team where it's like, all right, only Bruins and Canes fans are interested in this game. This is Team USA for everyone. And it's the first gold medal they won in 20 fucking years. Play the damn game. Oh, I like, and I, too. Well, and and that's it. Exactly. Like, if you watch that game live or if you watch the entire game playback, like, the drama of that game was so intense so good. And then, like, the way they did it, like, and then the NBC account was tweeting out, like, aren't you guys, like, this is the, the intensity. And everyone's like, no, we don't feel the intensity because you've literally, like, butchered the game down to a one minute and 15, one hour and 15 minutes of actual airtime. Like, and, 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 I was finally getting over it because the end was still so amazing and fantastic. And then, like, if you watch the game live, one of the best parts was after the women won, the on-ice celebration, and just families coming in. I would say the exact same thing about a Stanley Cup victory. That's the best part. Who's passing the cup to who? Who comes out? Who's hugging? Whose family is there? What are those special moments? The U.S. women won. They show them come on the ice to gather, and then they cut to them getting the medals in, like, 90 seconds, and that's it. That's bullshit. 15 minutes left they did for the medals too it wasn't even like you know it was like the full thing and like cool but like come on yeah we have been waiting for this moment yeah we'll be here all month like just show the whole thing we're here (laughs) well that's the other thing why the two-hour trimming at all because you had to fit golf at three o'clock which was a replay because it didn't happen live either but but to your point though tone deaf (laughs) they have all these channels and, like, why aren't they playing all the games full length? Like, legitimately. Or or do it in a two-and-a-half-hour slot if it's an overtime game or a three-hour slot for, you know, if, if it was a regular 60-minute regulation game, you could do it in two hours and no one's really going to have a problem with it. But if you're doing a game that isn't, then, you know, and you obviously stuff to fit in commercials and things like that, and it's NBC, so you might have more commercials than you would on NBC Sports Network right there. Sure. Give it the extra half hour. But if it's an overtime game and you have four periods of hockey, plus medals, plus celebrations, plus
plus a damn shootout, which is the most important part of this entire game, you should go three hours. But, like, it was just done so badly. Well, and, like, there's there's been some noise, too, that I've heard, and Shana, you might be more plugged into this, that, like, some advertisers might be asking for money back if seasons don't conclude or are abbreviated in all of the major sports. Yeah. Mm, so, yeah. like, again, I would say, if you're NBC, why wouldn't you air full games and try and find that as some sort of way to say, we're still going to be airing stuff for hockey fans. Spend your adverti- your advertising dollar still goes here in a full right. game versus an abbreviated game. Yep, you- and you could have done three hours for that and then three hours for golf and been done by what, seven o'clock? You could have gone 12 to three. They started at what, one o'clock? Uh, yes, one o'clock. So it would have been one to four and then four to seven. Or you could have gone 12 to three and three to six or seven, whatever you needed. You know, like it's not like anything else is that pressing that's on. You get your news briefs before it. You know, it. I feel like it definitely could have been made to work. But while we're on this, we should commend yes. NHL Network, who yes. aired all World Championship and Rivalry Series games for Team USA, the women's team, specifically only women's hockey, because the World Championship was supposed to start yesterday. Well, Way to Tuesday. go. That's, that's seriously awesome. And, and they promoted it, and I thought that was really great and, and a mm-hmm. really strong move by the NHL Network. Good job. And they also, I believe, had the two-hour slots. Wasn't that bad? It sucks that we even have to pat people on the back for just showing a good hockey game. Like, it's object- <laughs> yep. like this is objectively good sports we can watch, and we're like, thanks so much for doing this. Like, it's just <laughs> that's what always bothers me about women's hockey. Like, it's such an amazing product, and these women are just so damn talented. And I would love to watch it once without being like, wow, that's really nice of this company to do this. Right. Well, and yeah. this this is it, it, in all seriousness, this is when people are like, oh, it's because no one watches women's hockey. Like this is such a prime example of the yeah. inequity that exists because it's not on. That's right. Like, and and there's there's no live sports happening, folks. Nothing. Nope. And they've got plenty of tape of women's and men's events. Figure it out. I don't know. Yeah. All right. My column. <laughs> <laughs> My fucking novel. <laughs> my telenovela. <laughs> my telenovela. I love it. You guys watch Jane the Virgin, but <laughs> I love it. No, no, guys, we can't. It's no soap operas in hockey. Oh right, very serious. Oh my God, no soap operas. Just Austin Matthews dressing like Ted Bundy. <laughs> okay. I mean, I anyway, don't know about you. soap operas help in this break. <laughs> oh God, we'll get to that. We have one really yeah. light deep, about to go for two. <laughs> Okay, what well, are you guys s- drinking? Okay. Not enough, Sarah. Not enough. Yeah. <laughs> I have a Montauk seltzer. What's that? That's so you, and that's how to pronounce it. <laughs> it's a so what do you mean what's that? You've never heard of Montauk? They have beers? Well, I mean I know what Montauk is. I have. But I didn't know they had <laughs> seltzers. They do. I found them the other I had a meltdown at the beer distributor because I like I went in knowing a beer I wanted which never happens which will be like what beer do you want I'm like I don't know what I like you know and I knew I wanted one and we bought it and it turned out it was expired like I looked at the box when he brought it home and I'm like um this expired so we we brought it back the next day and all of them were expired of that one so he's like what do you want so I looked for one other thing and they didn't have it either and I'm looking at him I'm like I don't know so I'm walking around the store like freaking out like I don't know what to do. Like, I had it in my head. I never do because I am so uneducated with beer. And then I saw these and I'm like, I'll take those. Done. They're new. They came out with these. And, um, <laughs> they're new. They're, they just came out. They're Montauk Hard Seltzer. Sponsor us, please. Uh, this is a mixed berry and then we have a variety pack. <laughs> um, wait, fuck, Mary kill. My Shell Silver mental breakdown, Allison's uh, women's hockey mental breakdown, or Shana's beer distributor mental breakdown. Well, you have to go first. We'll leave that one to the viewers. Like, perfect. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. yeah, let us know what you think there. Oh, okay. Um, so moving on from Montauk Seltzer. <laughs> Um, we, we wanted to continue our NHL awards and I'm going to be flat out honest. I didn't even think about this till we sat down. Um, so Shane, I'm going to make you go first. Um, Selkie, who are your, your top three and your, or if you know your winner, go. Um, Anthony Sorelli and he's my winner. Um, Sean Couturier 
who is forever underappreciated. And um, I think for my third, maybe Ryan O'Reilly. But, like, I, I feel like Mark Stone could always be in the conversation. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, I always like to see him. He's so good. And, you know, I like to see a winger get in the mix. But um, I'd have to, like, double-check things for this year to see who edges out who. But that would be, like, my top. And Sorelli, I think, is the winner this year. Sarah? Um, yeah, honestly, not much of that I, has been on my brain right now. But Sorelli, for sure, and I've been talking to our Tampa Bay writer, Joe Smith, about this a lot because he wanted me to always grab Brenda Moore about him, and I never did. But I think he would definitely win, or I would vote for him. And I only have one, him. I would think about this <laughs> when I'm actually voting. Well, congratulations, Anthony Sorelli, then. You win the Too Many Men Selkie. You, it's only you. It's only been you. <laughs> Who's your pick, Allison? I, I, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> um, Honestly, that, no, that's the vibe. Don't care. Don't care. Vesna. Sarah, do you have any thoughts on Vesna? I mean, I like Tukarask. I think, like, I... I would probably vote for Tukarask. Okay. Shayna? He's up there. He's having a great season. I'm going to go Connor Hellenbuck, who I'm going to yeah, say he definitely – he's having a great season, and he's playing in front of a very not good team. So. Yeah, you're right. And what's his face in Vancouver? Markstrom. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. That's my pick. <laughs> Do we know his name? <laughs> Getting fired. It's not Patrick Demko. It's the other one. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to win this. <laughs> We're so educated on the subject. <laughs> Welcome to, to your voters for the awards, friends. People are dying. <laughs> Shit. People want talking in like forever. It's okay. I like yeah. and I to that point. Like the the last award we were going to discuss on here was gm of the year and like i just feel so disconnected from that right now like not just the game but like gms in particular like i like when you think about moves that were made and managing rosters like it just feels i i can't even i can't even connect with it i mean shana's gonna have thoughts though because shana knows everything shana who's our (laughs) who's our gm of the year (laughs) uh well actually well actually um i don't know who like i feel like gm of the year is like an award that like, they'll get credit for something they did, like, two years ago or three years mm. ago that it's like, well, now it looks good now. Like, they played it for X three years ago, and he's having a breakout year, and he knew that was going to happen in the year 2020. So it's kind of like, <laughs> uh, you're probably going to vote it I like Joe Yeah, that's, that's a good one. And, um, fuck, what was I going to say? Um, I had it. Oh, uh, I kind of feel like Columbus should get a little bit of credit because, like, they were all broken and they managed and I think that's a lot of coaching and obviously some management knowing who to call up who to have in the system things like that like he's not gonna Yarmo's not gonna get a nod for it I know yeah yeah. but like you know I give him a stick tap right there and Tampa too even though they I think they spent too much for Barkley Goudreau as much as like I'm okay with the acquisition way too much that's a bad trade yeah I feel like that room, if he stopped at Blake Coleman, I'm like, all right, Tampa, there you go. You could see everything, like, coming together. Who the fuck else could be it? Who do good this year? Like, who, who, now who, it's who like, among us? Speaking of awards, it's like, I don't even think, I'm, like, feeling so existential, and it's like, I don't even think we should vote on them. Because I'm like, <laughs> we don't know what, like, what could have happened. There's still so much left to play, and I think, like, I don't know. I mean, yeah, there wasn't that much left to play. To be honest. The season's <laughs> over now, but like, uh, yeah, actually, never mind. Throw that argument in the trash. Like, we should probably know by now, but I don't know. Um, so with all of our astute award choices, let, let's shift to something maybe a little happier. Um, first, we had some mailbag questions, um, which we appreciate. Thank you, listeners. Ooh. Yeah. Um, Sarah, what moment or memory made you fall in love with hockey? <laughs> I think there, I have had like a relationship with hockey my whole life, obviously. And I think um, there have been a few, but hockey writing, I would say the Penn State hockey team mm. winning the Big Ten tournament was when I was sitting there at the Joe Lou RIP, like, 
okay, I would, this is it for the, my whole life. I would love to cover the sport and only the sport or I dabble in other things, but this is what I want to do specific, very specifically for my whole life. Perfect. Shayna. Um, a tough one, I guess. I mean, I started watching as a kid and, um, I watched with my mom, which was cool. Like my parents, I have a, my mom's a Ranger fan. My dad was an Islander fan. So like, it was kind of fun being like involved in like them bickering constantly over it and watching in separate rooms. And like, you had a choice whose side were you going to be on? You had to pick right. And like, they'd bring home like X amount of merch. Like here's two Ranger things, one Islander thing, you know, one Islander thing that he'd throw in. It's the three of you fight it out. And the loser gets the Islander thing. So like I aligned correctly because he ended up to, he stopped watching because Mike Milbury ruined everything for him. So that like, it made it even more of a win. And, um, but yeah, it was like us sitting on the floor, like watching it. And then my sisters would complain that we were watching it so much. So then like we each watched it like separately for years, not knowing that like each one was still watching it because you had to like not be in the main room. But it was definitely that. I liked watching it with her. And then, uh, you know, I grew up on Long Island, so I'd fight with a lot of people about like how much the Islanders sucked. And it made me like it even more. Wait, can I um, tell my Mike Bilberry story? Oh, yes. please. <laughs> Okay, my dad, this is very Boston. My dad used to play um, softball with Mike Milbury's brother. And he said every, like, he would come up to softball and tell stories about how he would just, like, mess with Mike during Thanksgiving. And I'm just, like, thinking about that, like, makes me laugh so hard. Like, how do you piss off Mike Milbury at, th at Thanksgiving dinner? Like, so that's my story. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's a good story. Yeah, he's someone that's easy to be pissed off about, you know? Like, even now, mm -hmm. my dad will see him on the broadcast because he started watching again, like, in 2011, and we were like, in this house, we watch the Rangers. If you want to watch, this is what you're watching. If not, get out. And um, we won. But he would see Mike Milbury on the intermissions. He'd be like, this fucking asshole, why is he on my screen? I don't want to hear you talking about hockey, you idiot. You ruined the team. And still, like, every time he sees them, he, like, goes off on a rant about how much he hates him. Well, welcome to all of our, our Boston-based listeners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the man threw a shoe at well, it's youth, true. so whatever it was. At youths. <laughs> yeah, I, it's Sarah, I like your twist on as a writer. Like, I think for me it was the when the Blue Jackets finally made their first playoff series um, back in 08, 09. I think to see being from Columbus and having come back to Columbus and seeing the team kind of reach that moment after being so beleaguered for so long and they would go on to be beleaguered again but to watch the city kind of really get excited about what was happening and be in the arena when it was so was that full and that intense for the first time I think other than the inaugural season I think that was kind of a cool so you felt like you were capturing something important you know so I think that for me um, another mailbag question, Shana, will let you go first on this one, which teams benefit the most or the least by the paused season if it were to resume? Um, all right. Benefit the most Columbus broken jackets, because they're in a, especially if we don't see the regular season resume at all and it goes right to the playoffs because they're in and they'll be healthy. Carolina for the same reason. And uh, Colorado, you know, they're missing their starting goaltender. They're missing Mikko Rantanen. They had some injuries along the way and Nazem Kadri. So uh, they're definitely a team that'll be helped by it. Teams that are hurt, um, it's got to be the teams that are like, that were building momentum before it. And my bias obviously is going to say the Rangers, they were really close mm. and we don't know if yeah. they'll get to play out the season. And, you know, you want to be coming in hot now to get back to where you were to be playing at the level that you need to be playing and not making all the dumb mistakes that you've been like trying to work out the entire year. Like, I don't know, to me that, that definitely seems like it's going to hurt. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if like a team like Vancouver is hurt by it too, because like they were a little bit on a downturn after doing well to the point where they were out of the playoffs that it's like, I think the same thing goes for them. Any momentum that you're building to be working out things that plague you and are the reason that you're out of a playoff spot, you have to now execute, come in, even though you're cold and fix every mistake that you've already fixed, because chances are, if you're playing cold, you're going to be making those mistakes again. I would, th I would say. Yeah. I wonder too, like in terms of like, I agree with all of your benefit the most, but like, I wonder too about teams like Washington and Boston, like 
you're on such a roll. You were feeling so confident. Like, what is that pressure like to come? Because you're not going to be at that level when you come back, no matter how right. they restart this thing, if they restart it. Like, are you not, though? I think Patrice Bergeron could oh, get his go. arm chopped. I think his, he could get his arm chopped off and he would still just be the exact same human being. But, yeah. do you, but like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I also just wonder because they can't. Like, you did all this work to be at the top, and now did you lose some of your advantage? I don't know. That's That would just be my question. That, Sarah, do you have any other benefit the most or the least? I mean, I think that's a pretty fascinating question in itself, and I think, like, it'll be so interesting if the season even resumes to see what happens. But I think... I don't know. Getting Dougie Hamilton back for the Canes, mm-hmm. if he would be back, would be just insurmountably like that would be even though they won't get Pesci back they're going to get him back they're going to get Reimer back they're going to get Sammy Vatanen they're going to get I think yeah I think that's pretty much covers it but that's like (laughs) half the team so I think them and CBJ would benefit and then definitely I think um the Rangers would probably be like slip away yeah Um, but you just you just never really know for sure but I think it would actually end up benefiting everyone just because I, who was it, Mark Giordano on these like Skype calls or whatever was saying that this would be the best playoffs of all time because everyone's rested and everyone's ready to go. Interesting, interesting. I think that uh, they would figure out how to get back in game shape. Yeah, for sure. All right, into our player superlatives, other than Patrice Bergeron. Um, Who who do we think does the best social media-ing? Who's the best on social media? Shayna. Um, I think our Tony Panarin's up there. Uh, he has been very active on social media since joining, you know, like overall, but since joining the Rangers, I feel like he's ramped it up. If you direct message him on Twitter, he answers and he'll like, you know, he'll actually give you a good response and he's constantly posting um, Instagram stories and he started a YouTube page. And uh, the, the only thing that's a little bit tricky with it is that, um, well, you know, for most of us fans here, we don't understand what he's saying when he's not speaking in English, but I still think he, like he's trying to be super. I loved open. the soap commercial. The soap commercial, I didn't see that. Or he was like, like palm olive or whatever it's called, like body wash. He did, like the translation from Russian to English. You gotta look at his Instagram and find that. It's hilarious. I'm going to. I just saw like he built a birdhouse. Yes, like he's... during the break. With with, do you know who's in all that? Vladislav uh, Gavrikov. Yep. Yep, I saw that. Got and no now love. he's with Bobrovsky, right? Yes, they went down to Florida. Yeah, so I, I give it to him. And if we're going with one that, like, with a player who speaks English, you know, so it's a little bit more relatable, I guess, you know, like that. I still think that Panarin's stories are great and everything that he's done on social media is great. Um, Mika's Vanderdad's good at it. You know, like, he definitely he likes more than one sport and he'll post his music on there. So it's like a good way for fans to know him off the ice. I feel like he's very good at showing who he is off the ice with his um, social media. Sarah, who's the best Kane? Um, I'll be honest. The Kane's got to step it up. I feel like there's not that many that I'm like looking at. It used to be Calvin DeHaan and then he got tried. just almost said moved. Okay. He got traded. <laughs> 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 he moved to a farm far away, but he was great at like chirping people and just like being aware of social media, which that can piss people off. But at the same time, it like it's you earn cool points for that because like you're not having someone do your social media for you. Like you're trying, like I know a lot of the guys have somebody do their social media for them. I think that's kind of lame. It's like just do it or don't. Right. Totally. But, totally. Um, who else? Like who's that chirp in there? Um, Nope, there's like really nobody that I think is that funny. Um, I, I like when Dougie co- like comments on Andre's posts, but that's it. <laughs> yeah, Columbus is, is the same. Like, there's not that many. Like, I feel like it's kind of normalish, like low key. But yeah. Elvis Merzlikens is pretty good, and he still does all of his own. I, I get the read at least, and like particularly with 
<laughs> the quarantine content is actually quite entertaining. Um, he, t- a little girl, a little Blue Jackets fan, I don't know if you guys saw, challenged him to the 10 push-up challenge. Oh my God. And he did it. And like, first of all, his dog Kobe is like all up interfering with everything. And then he gets up after doing the 10 push-ups and says, thank you. Like he's thanking the fan for interacting with him. It's amazing. Um, and Nick Foligno probably gets all the guys going the best. Like if he starts doing something, everyone starts responding. And that, that I think is fun to see. I don't know. Are there other folks like around the league that we can think of who are good at social? Um, Brad Marchand and Tori Kruger. Did we just say that at the same time? No, no, you, no. I was saying Connor Carrick, but you. Oh, have Connor Carrick's great. Oh yeah, I, if you like like butter and coffee, yeah. <laughs> you get your hacks with Christina from Puck Buddies all the time. I, I find that hilarious because Christina's like one of my best friends, and she's just so funny. But um, I, I think Brad Marchand and Tori Krug are pretty funny. Uh, I also I was gonna say Joel Edmondson did the ten push up challenge too, and he nominated um. Michelle Obama, I thought that was funny. Oh so my maybe God. you earned some creds with that. <laughs> That's amazing. Shayna, who are your picks? Um, definitely a big fan of Connor Carrick's. Love uh, Connor Carrick. If we're talking specifically with this break, too, um, some of the players who've been pretty funny, it's like Brendan Gallagher, he redid a scene from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and mm. that was funny. Oh, yeah, and that was Tatar did a, a TikTok dance. That was, I think it was Thomas Tatar, but it was really good. And I was like, thinking about like how much time you probably have to spend like preparing to learn and do it, but it's definitely impressive. Like, whenever players do. Awesome, awesome. All right, we have fuck Mary Kill, my friends. Fuck Mary Kill. The real time that we're <clears throat> the, doing fuck Mary Kill. The yeah. <laughs> The first one, remember, listeners, you tell us your answers to what we we had proposed. Well, Sarah proposed, so here we go. <laughs> Sarah, you're gonna go up first on this one. You ready? Yes. It's, it's fuck Mary Kill, a Stanley Cup contender, the Blues, the Bruins, and the Lightning. Now marry the Bruins, I think it's the year, or would have been the year for them. Um, just, it's, I, like, I remember this one reporter, Joe Haggerty, guy, he's a really nice guy, but he just like has some hot takes. Um, he said, like, eight years ago that Bergeron was feeling the footsteps of father time. And now whenever I'm like, Bergeron's getting old, that pop, that headline pops up into my head. I just laugh. I'm like, I can't ever say that. But it's kind of like Chara just got his jaw broken in game seven last year. Like not in oh, game seven, yeah. but then he played game seven. Yeah, yeah. And it's like all those guys are, it's, it's time for the younger guys to step up and win a cup for them. And they are skilled enough to do it right now. I thought that they made really good um, deadline moves. And I also think, Okay, so there's that, and then I'm going to fuck the Blues. I still I like the way Bennington plays, honestly. I think um, that's great. I think that whenever they played the Hurricanes this season, it was just you could tell they're a cup contender. Just, you know what I mean when a team yeah, just kind of yeah, yeah. has that confidence yeah. where it's, it's the eye test where you're like, okay, this is a team built for the playoffs. That was the Blues. And I would kill the Lightning. I just can't. I can't. <laughs> get over last year I just how do you do that I'm still not over it Shayna so I'm gonna actually marry the lightning oh, and God. um yeah so last year was was what really, that was I mean look I thought it was awesome I I loved it it was exciting Columbus earned it I absolutely like loved the entire yeah, thing they that's it. the chaos I want but I think the lightning coming into this season it like took them a minute and I remember Joe Smith wrote about this and it was like the players were saying like last year we would have had that goal or last year this would happen and it took them losing games to understand it's not last year get over it keep going and get better and I like I think you know they have more puck movers because they have Shattenkirk in over Dan Girardi and you know they they have a better defensive system since Todd Richards took over defense over Rick Bonus. so it's like there's a lot of things like that that I like, and I, I love the addition of Blake Coleman. I think him and Sorelli are really good, and um, overall, they're the ones I'm going to choose. Um, it's really hard to choose between the Bruins and the Blues because, like, the Blues, you look at it, Alex Petrangelo is having a fantastic season. He could be up for the Norse. He could be up for the Hart. Like, I think he's been that good. Vince Dunn's been great. Uh, David Prawn has been excellent for them, and they've been managing without Tarasenko. So... They're going to have him yeah. back. And, yeah, that like that really takes them up a notch. 
But on the other hand, you look at the Bruins and you're like, Rask is lights out. Charlie McAvoy is. is having a great season. So is uh, Tory Krug. And then you look at up front what they have and they added a player like um, Andre Kasha, who you know that me and Allison absolutely love him and have to root for him wherever he goes. So I think I'm going to fuck the Bruins and then I'm going to kill the Blues. And I'm like a little back and forth on that, but I'm, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to kill the Bruins. Understandable. <laughs> uh, uh, ooh, wait. I don't like that. what those means for my results. Hold, please. <laughs> um, I'm going to... I'm going to fuck the Bruins, kill the Lightning, marry the Blues. There's right. my detailed analysis for you. Okay. I'll allow it. <laughs> They're all different. Okay. And up next. Now, Sarah, you have to go first on this yep. one. Okay. Fuck, Mary kill. Dougie Hamilton's mullet. <laughs> Brad Marchand's persona. <laughs> Toivu Teravainen's contract. Oh, my God. You got to marry Toivu Teravainen's contract. <laughs> Oh my God, the second he did that, we were all just watching him and then he would score like two goals a game and two, have two assists a game for like five games. He like, and then he just did that for the rest of his life. Like he like is the number one person I've ever seen that signed a contract and then went off. Like, and he, I also am by, I am like really biased with him and I'll admit that because I think he's probably the funniest person I've ever met. Like, I, I don't know what it is about him, but I'll like, he was like wearing a really nice suit one day. So I'm like, hey, save a nice suit. And he just like rolled his eyes, like the most dramatic eye roll I've ever seen. And he's like, thanks. Okay. I'm like, oh my God, I was being serious. He like thought I was kidding. But he like, he has the finished humor down to a T. But this has nothing to do with his contract, but it does for me because I get to talk to him. But also, an underrated part of his contract is that it's the exact same time as Aho's contract, right? Like, right. and Aho signed his contract, like, knowing it would be the same time as Tavo's and they like average the same exact time on the PK. They're like, they, the, the Finnish connection there is just insane. They like average into half of each other's goals. Like I don't even, he is a perfect compliment for Aho. And I think that's like, that can be so important, right? Like having somebody there for who's going to be like your franchise cornerstone. For sure. And it's not just somebody, it's somebody who puts up four, three assists and one goal a night. I remember um, one of the last games of the season, he, Tavo hates shooting. And whenever you ask him about it, he's like, yes, I, I would have passed. Oh my God, I shouldn't do it. That finished accent. But like, if you ask him about a goal, he's like, yeah, if I saw a good play, I would have passed. Like, that's just who he is. Right. Like, essentially. But um, he whiffed on like the most obvious open shot of all time. And then he just went on and scored two goals. And he was like, yeah, I can't be doing that. So he's just very versatile when he wants to be. So, and it's only, it's cheap. Like, I can't get over it. And neither can any of Chicago. So, end scene. Um, what, are, what else are we talking about? Where are we? Brad uh, Bershon's persona. Brad Bershon's persona and Dougie Hamilton's mullet. Yes. <sighs> I would fuck Brad Bershon's persona because I get it. I get it. I think, like, he is hilarious and he's, like, off the ice. Um, he's kind of like that, but at the same time, I saw him probably every day when I covered the Bruins, uh, just doing some type of charity work or like doing some type of make-a-wish thing behind the closed doors that nobody ever saw. And he like, I, I love that he can be, as one hurricane put it, a prick on the ice, but at the same time can actually be a good person deep down. So um, I, I can get on board with that. And I killed Doug Hamilton's mullet just because that's the only other option. It's like a Sophie's choice. I don't want to, but I gotta. Sorry, Dougie. Shayna. I'm also gonna marry Tavo's contract. I mean, it's a really good deal. I think it's five years, five and a half million, something like that. And he's such a good two-way player, and I don't think he gets the appreciation he deserves outside of Carolina. So, you know, everything about it, 10 out of 10 would take that contract, would take the player. You know, big fan of his game. So, marry that. Um... I'm going to fuck Dougie Hamilton's mullet because I do not want to fuck Brad Marchand's persona. Like, you're going to be there, you're trying to fuck, and then he's, like, licking your face. Like, no, I don't want it. Nope. Get it out. Don't want to deal with it. Um, Dougie can do no wrong. You know, some players rock a mullet, and I hate it. And Dougie is just like, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm sure, like, someone's going to be upset about it because it's it Dougie was also. 
all the questions the media would ask during this season about it was so annoying. I'm like, just let it happen. Right, totally, totally. Which is why I would fuck the mullet, marry Tara Vine's contract, and while I totally get it, Sarah, I'm totally with you, I get Brad Marchand's persona, but I'm one of those people where it's like, you're so fucking good as it is. Like, can we not? And yep. so I would, I would kill Brad Marchand's persona. Okay, we have two more. I have strong feelings on this one, but Shane, I'll let you go first. Okay. Fuck, Mary kill. Tim Hortons, Dunkin' Donuts, or Starbucks? All right. I'm going to marry Tim Hortons. Oh, um, my God. Here we go. He, no, no, no. I, I get the Tim Hortons K-Cups. Like, I, I just, like, tried them once, and they were, like, good, solid, plain coffee that's, like, not too strong for me because I don't need to sit there with, like, my hand shaking the entire day because, like, I overdid it. So, like, it, for me, it's, like, a very safe and dependable coffee. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say I'm going to marry that. <laughs> safe and dependable. Really exciting life going on there. Um, Hi. I lost connection for a few minutes. Did you guys notice? You're back. You're back. Did you, did you notice that I left? <laughs> no, we did Allison's the mine. Well, we tossed to Shayna. So did, we're on We're on the fuck, Mary kill. We're keeping this all in, by the way. P.S. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so we're fuck, Mary killing Tim Hortons, Dunkin's, and Starbucks. And Allison's Shana, judging me. And I'm judging Shayna for wanting to, to marry Tim Hortons. Continue, Miss Shayna, with your wrong takes. I mean, we're talking specifically coffee, so... That is not what we're talking. Yeah, it's simply, it, it is not specifically well, coffee. I like, I like their donuts, too, so... Oh, here we go. I'm married Tim Hortons, and I stand by it. Okay, go ahead. Um, oh, man. All right, I like Dunkin' Donuts. It's, like, down the block. I'll drink it here and there, but I feel like they always fucking make it wrong, and I'm drinking coffee that's just, like, a load of sugar when I'm like, can I get a pump? Can I get one pump of caramel? One. And it's like, you get it, and it's like five and it's like a chunk of it so i'm gonna kill them okay and then i'm gonna fuck starbucks because like they're the one i like to fuck around with on the side you know and get like a nice passion tea lemonade those are my favorite so yeah i'm gonna fuck starbucks hmm all wrong takes sarah go <laughs> god i'm overwhelmed by how incorrect that was that was like the, we need the billy madison sound here like that you collect no points and they don't have my so <laughs> And speaking of Billy Madison, Boston. Um, I don't know if you guys know that I am from the Dunkin' Donuts headquarters of the I world. I knew you were going to go Google with that, this. Here we go. Yeah, yep. If you Google that, it says Canton, Massachusetts. That's my hometown. And it is the Dunkin' Donuts HQ of the world. You can't look around without seeing four of them. Like we have our intro, folks, right there. That's the yeah. intro. <laughs> but I have a theory that... They make it, they just make coffee better in Dunkin' Donuts in Boston. Because, listen, I've been to a lot of places. And... Wendy's is the same way in Columbus. Wendy's yeah. is from Columbus. It's the same exact thing. I didn't know it's they just, It's Columbus. different in Boston. Yep. So I'm marrying it in Boston, and we'll just have a little long-distance marriage. Um, I am fucking Starbucks because it gets, like, it gets the job done. I say that a lot with the people that I fuck on this <laughs> podcast. I'm like, why am I, are my standards so low? But, um... I I do enjoy their cold brew. I do like the cold foam and they're they're easy. <laughs> they're always in some location <laughs> and uh, they're ready to go whenever I need them. Easy and, and available. Check. And I would kill Tim Hortons because I think that it's just about the novelty. Like if it wasn't about like, oh Canada, oh Buffalo, oh we're in Michigan, like then I wouldn't really ever go there. It just tastes like the coffee is just kind of like tastes like it's old. Okay, that's it. Sarah is closer to accuracy, but not entirely. And fun fact: so yes, Wendy's is from Columbus, and for a small period of time, Wendy's actually bought Tim Hortons, which is why Tim Hortons are in Columbus. <laughs> Wendy bought it, like Wendy herself. She is still <laughs> alive. No, she is still alive. Actually, oh she's um, Dave Thomas's daughter, and who founded Wendy's, fun fact. Um, but so, so that's what brought Tim Hortons to Columbus. And for people who don't know, Nationwide Arena has a Tim Hortons attached to the rink, which many hockey players find delightful when they realize it. Anyway, the proper take on this whole scenario is that I would marry Starbucks. Yes, I'm that person. I'm addicted to their coffee. I know it's burned. I get it. I find whatever. I like it. I'm always going to go I for like it. it. Yeah, Thank you, Sarah. Fun. Thank you. Thank you for being here for me in this time. Mm -hmm. And then <laughs> and then after that, here's, here's what keeps Tim Hortons and Duncan in the mix, 
is that my demarcation of quality donuts is do you make a blueberry donut? That's my favorite. My favorite. See, Shayna, see? Lukeman. Duncan always has the blueberry donut and has the better coffee than Tim Hortons. So therefore, Duncan edges Tim Hortons. So I would fuck Duncan and I would kill Tim Hortons because while they have the blueberry donut, it's only a Timbit and it's not always available and their coffee is trash. And I am done. <laughs> I'd add about Starbucks. Not only that, they have the best specialty drinks. Like this, is true. This if is you're so trying, true. If, if you're like, you know, you're you're you see it on the menu and feel like that frappuccino. Like I do not need that, and then I see it and it looks so nice every time, and then you get it and it's so good too. It doesn't just look pretty; it is good. Like I like a lot of their fun drinks, like a caramel apple spice and stuff. Like I want to mix it up, like try something different from the menu. It's Starbucks. Folks, I'm not over the fact that they discontinued the gingerbread latte. Like I have like emotional scars. They had the the pumpkin cold brew too. I don't do so pumpkin. Good. Don't do pumpkin. I'm mm. not a pumpkin person. I don't, I don't blame you. Sometimes <laughs> it's too. No, no, yeah. no. Like I can say it's it's sometimes like it's way too much. So like there you ask for like just a splash of it. Just a splash. I'm I never gave a shit about that. And then like I went with Rich and he'd be like, I want this much, like just a dot, because he hates anything sweet. <laughs> just and a dot. he'd be like, just give me like half of what you'd put in there, and then it would be too much. He'd be like I'll just take like a a drop of it, and like has a point you know you don't want to be just drinking sugar that you want to puke halfway through it like it's a nice drop of flavor (laughs) (laughs) okay i'm changing subjects sarah (laughs) sarah fuck mary kill and and relevant to our times uh netflix hulu or disney plus (laughs) killing disney plus guys it's just for the novelty like totally there's not i don't need to watch that i don't need to have it's also kind of evil that there's just like a disney plus channel i have to buy like that's so excessive yes so kill that um fuck netflix it's the og um it's just i actually like them on social media they're like i i think so many brands like kind of teeter the line of being annoying as hell on social media like trying to be a youth as to actually being funny i think netflix is kind of funny so and they took friends off and i hate friends but apparently (laughs) they have that on canada Netflix so I learned that while writing a story about Penn State Hockey this week but marry them and then fuck Hulu because scrubs there you go I have no objections I'm completely in Sarah's camp Shana go I am going to kill Disney plus um I have not really watched anything from it yet so there you go um it seems like it has a couple things that are cool but like eh, I'm gonna fuck it uh, I mean, I'm gonna kill it. Sorry. Um, I'm gonna fuck Netflix. I do like some of their like some of the content that they have on there and some of the series. But I like I've really gravitated towards Hulu. Uh, they have like a lot of shows that I don't have to be like watching on cable anymore, and I like that. I don't have to like I, I like to knit when I watch TV, and I don't want to fast forward the commercials, and it just like does it for me. Yep. So I'm gonna marry that. Awesome. Which takes us to our final topic of the show, which is our top three. And it is to share, maybe hopefully give you guys some reprieve or some light in your time. Maybe not, depending on how these recommendations go. What are the top three shows or books, things that we are taking in content-wise while we're all self-isolating? Sarah, other than Um, Monopoly. I've been hate watching Love is Blind. It's making me feel better about myself. I just started it last night. And I'm going to start it tonight. It's a nightmare and I can't turn away. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Um, That's that's it. Like, seriously, you guys are saying I love you right now. (laughs) I can't. Just because how shallow do you have to be that you feel so strong about somebody the second that, like, you don't have, like, I don't know how to describe what I'm saying, but, like, Uh, these people can't take personalities into consideration until they can't see the person and they're all super hot and i wish one of them was just like really ugly and like that would really give the show like some spice next season it's like one of them is just really ugly and can we discuss i'm sorry to interrupt you because this is one of this was one of my top three too can we discuss like what makes it even worse is the horrible usage of nick lachey and like they're there and then they're not there for like two hours and then they're there and then they're not there I was going to text you guys when in the opening and he like his wife, Vanessa, is like, I'm Vanessa Lachey. And then he goes, I'm Nick. I'm obviously Nick Lachey. I'm like, oh, it's like oh, that. Okay. You're obviously Nick Lachey. I mean, I know that because <laughs> avid listeners of this podcast would know that he is my number one fuck, Karen, Mary Kill. I would 
fucking cliche. But it um, is such a, but the show is a mess and I can't, I can't, <laughs> I can't. He, they just walk in and they're like, hey, we're back from this experiment. Like, the experiment. Vanessa and Nick. Hey, don't you totally, I totally get the feeling, like, the way they talk, like, the name of this show changed, like, three times. Like, at mm-hmm. one point, it was totally called The Experiment. Oh, yeah. yeah oh, my like, God. They always say The Experiment as if it's, like, pop up dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you're just showing, you're just speed dating a blind date. It's, it's not an so experiment. Terrible. It's, it's terrible. It's a blind date. It's terrible. But, uh, okay, sorry. Your other, two, <laughs> your other two things. I'm sorry. It's okay. Um, love is blind is very important. Okay, so that and obviously the joe exotic thing but i mean i'm just here for the memes pretty much it was very hard for me to follow because things kept i don't know i i definitely i'm over it like i'm never gonna it's gonna be like a moment in history that lasted for one week and then everybody's gonna get over it but i was there i it happened and um now my book came in the mail and it's actually one of my favorite books from middle school and i just kind of Margaret Atwood book, okay. um, Orcs and Crepes, and it's like three books in this one, and like she wrote The Handmaid's Tale, but this is about like one of her earlier books, and it's just kind of like another post-apocalyptic thing about um, unforgettable love story and a compelling vision of the future. Snowman was overwhelmed by a plague, is struggling to survive in a world where he may be the last human, <laughs> just some topical info, and mourning the loss <laughs> of his best friend in the beautiful and elusive orcs whom they both loved and i it's just beautifully written i love the way she writes so i'm excited to read a book again awesome those are good shana what are your top three um all right so books i just started daisy jones and the six and i'm enjoying that so far um i like i like to have like one serious book and one not so serious so i started bear town because when i oh my god it's so good it's so good I figured that could replace. I did Catching Kill before, so that was like my series. Book, also, so, so good. Yeah, Daisy Jones and the Six is like my light read, but I, I definitely am liking it. Um, TV. Uh, I started Succession, and Yay! I like it. Yeah, I just got up to season two. I, I'm on, I think, the second episode of season two, and uh, I'm a fan. I like the first episode. I was like, I'm intrigued. I want to see where it's going, and uh, like before I knew it, I'm like, all right, I want to know what happens next. So it's like it's good that I can like draw you in like that. Um, other show, Better Call Saul. Uh, I fell completely behind on last season, so and I did not have the time to catch up. So I finally finished last season, and now like I'm going through this season. So I have like the entire season to go through, and I'm trying not to binge it in one shot because like I don't know. I feel like I need to like fill the time, and <laughs> I don't know. So that and I don't know. Oh, Making It. I like that show. It's really cute. I started season two. I like things with crafts because I'm an old person <laughs> and um, the people come up with some like really cool ideas. And I like that everyone has like a different trait that they bring in, like some work with wood, some are more into paint or yarn things. And I like to see what everyone can do. So you guys each took one of mine. Obviously love is blind is one um, succession. I totally binged over the weekend and it is very good. I'm now bummed because it's one of those situations where you're like, when's the next season? And they have been delayed because of oh, yeah. the pandemic. So we'll just have to wait. Um, but my third show that I really enjoyed and it's, it's a short little um, series, but it's so you can easily take it in. My husband recommended it and he always has good choices is the stranger on Netflix So um, it's from, I think it's from New Zealand, or is it from Great Britain? I can't remember, but it's really good. It's just a crazy little interesting plot, so it keeps you engaged, and uh, we really like that. So The Stranger was also very good, and if our listeners have other recommendations of shows that we should hate watch or watch, obviously we will come back with opinions on what we think. (laughs) I'll have thoughts on Love is Blind for next week, because I do plan on starting it It's a nightmare. A nightmare. My friends, do we have any closing thoughts for our dear listeners who we love so much? Sarah has a real microphone, so we hope you enjoyed this episode. I do, but I'm going to be honest, I can't even tell if it's working or on because my computer sucks and I miss my Mac. And when maybe with our government's money, I can buy a Mac again, but probably not. I'll probably need essential (laughs) items. But I like, we'll have to see how this sound sounds. And if it sounds good, it seems like there's no echo, but. If I still sound like God, then we'll know I have to fix something. Awesome. Shana, any any other final thoughts from you? No, I got nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, any any closing words? Um, 
Nope. <laughs> I thought of something. Wait, I thought of something. You, What's up, Shayna? Everyone should go read Allison's story Aww. on The Athletic yes. about Columbus Blue Jackets and their defensive awareness and defensive concentration. And um, unless you're Marcus, who thinks it's like a math project when there's literally <laughs> double the video that there is charts. People, this is not hard. Skip the fucking charts or ask questions. We will help you. We like helping you. And we get it that, like... Yeah, they're not that bad to read. We'll help you. Skip the motherfucking charts. <laughs> Watch the damn video twice if you need to. But go like it, share it, subscribe to Allison because she's always killing it. And I love to see a Blue Jacket story. I feel like I've been missing that. Me too. Oh, you're sweet. Well, you guys are sweet. You listeners are even more sweet. We love all you guys. Thanks for sticking with us. Thanks for giving us fresh ideas to talk about. If you're not already, please subscribe to the podcast. Please follow us on Twitter at two underscore much underscore man. There you'll see links to where you can find our podcast. You'll see links to where you can buy merch. We so, so, so appreciate you guys continuing to support us. Um, even when we know people are looking at finances diff- differently in these times. So thank you for showing us how much you love us that way too. Yeah, thanks so much. And we will be back barring anything crazy and there's always something crazy we'll be back with you next week thanks everybody take care